Ignorance is the official language of Washington, D.C. I'm here to challenge you to a match. When it comes to standing up for the American people, I am ready to rumble. I think that we may need a wrestler in the White House. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Great American Bash. My name is Brandon Weatherby. My name is Chris Kelly. It is Thursday, August 20th, 2020. We are the final night of the Democratic National Convention, and um, we are the final night before SummerSlam weekend. It's a very exciting time, and that's why you're listening to a podcast about the intersections of professional wrestling and presidential politics. Chris and I have been doing this for four years Four more years. We no. wrote a book about that. No? We did write a book about yeah. this. We did write. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's called The Donald, How Trump Turned Presidential Politics into Pro Wrestling. Yeah, and it's it has been, uh, it'll be, the four-year anniversary will be in uh, in September. And that's very depressing. Yes. Our book was supposed to um, be a, a fun exercise in showing all, why we are right and why our, our weird interests uh, are correct. And then it became... Uh, a handbook of sorts so, uh, for much longer than we thought it would be. We've been doing this show for a long time. We used to be on WGN radio. WGN was recently bought out um, in November. So we got future endeavored right before the pandemic, which is fine. I get it. I understand that a city that went 92% against Trump wouldn't want a show about presidential politics, considering the majority of their staff is now conservative. It just makes sense to me. Uh, the same way it makes sense to me that when you're going to have your biggest pay-per-view of the year, of the summer, you're going to want to do it in an arena uh, with fam- familial ties to Betsy DeVos. It just makes a lot of sense. Uh, Chris, yeah. do you have any yeah, plans to watch SummerSlam 2020? Uh, no, I don't. I've been uh, out on the, uh, on the WWE product since about uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Mostly I was in on that for the, as we talked about, for the, the weird spectacle of what is WrestleMania with no fans and cinematic matches, but I'm out. I'm out on this. Yeah, I haven't watched a pay-per-view as well since um, WrestleMania, which I thoroughly enjoyed. No qualifiers, no, but well, I, mean, I loved it. I, I thought every single match, even if I didn't enjoy it, I was glad it was there. Does that make sense? Of course. This reality that we are living makes wrestling barely any fun and i'm including AEW in this oh yeah definitely i mean this is i we've talked about this you know more so than than real sports that aren't uh predetermined um the audience is such a key part here Mm -hmm. it's like you know i there's no other format like it that's why we what we like about wrestling it is that it is live sports entertainment live you know live theater with a crowd that reacts and boos and cheers and tells you who the good guy and bad guy is and tells you w- w- if the story's working or not and without that it is even sillier the facade just you know just falls away and it's pretty unwatchable even when something like AEW you know i i keep abreast of this stuff see if there's anything i should be watching with it any good matches and it just it's it's very tough to get excited about something that's that seems to be spinning its wheels even the stuff that isn't spinning its wheels, you can't, you can't divorce yourself from the reality of we're now watching this in a truncated version of itself due to a global pandemic. Right. So even if the storyline is awesome and fun and reflecting today's news, um, I'd say the best storylines recently have been um, Matt Hardy versus a guy 
that doesn't understand rape is bad and um, uh, Orange Cassidy versus a guy that doesn't understand that indoor concerts are a bad idea. Like those are great feuds right now. Yeah. And both and, and in AEW, the right guy goes over. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still awkward. You can't divorce yourself from the reality. And that's when wrestling is its finest. When it's a complete right. reflection of society. But if you don't want to be in that society, you can't really have any fun. Yeah. Then it's it's just not very fun to watch it. I don't think anyone's having like 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 right now, no one's having a lot of fun. So people are having some fun, and that's all you're allowed to have. Is at most some fun. I think I know the answer to this question, but Chris, have you watched any of the uh twenty twenty Democratic National Convention? Uh you probably think the answer is no, and that's mostly right. I watched a few minutes of uh Barry O, Barack Hussein Obama. I want to see what that guy's been up to. Haven't heard from him. Uh, he did uh, drop his Spotify playlist on the day that uh, Donald Trump said he was going to run a third time. Um, so, I mean, I just, you know, it's good to see what he's been up to uh, since he basically did the end of The Simpsons Trash of the Titans and just said, you know, I'm out. Have fun with the mess you made. Uh, but that's, that's all I've watched of it. Uh, okay. How much have you watched? Most all of it for... Okay. For personal reasons, um, because the person I live with has to for work, right? Yes. So I've watched the majority of it, and I got to say, this is a very good, very, very good reflection of our times, and mm-hmm. this is what pro wrestling should be. How so? This is not a fun convention. Even con- <laughs> the 2016 conventions, I was covering them for this show, for WGN Radio, they were f- supposed to be fun, right? There were little balloon drops. There was G.E. Smith from the Saturday Night Live Band was the house band leader at the RNC. Actually, great bands and musicians were part of the DNC. So it was like this fun, like, we this is a lively time, right? For the two hours of each night of this, I'd say like 75% of it is more just like, here's a mirror. It ain't good. Here's some children in cages. It ain't good. It's not this everything's going to be great. Let's unite around Joe. It's going to be like, we need to unite around Joe because the world is burning in a not cool Seth Rollins way. Yeah. They took that. We've all taken the directive to burn it down way too literally. That was, you know, but a Messiah comes along. I mean, once every 2000 years. Um, Yeah. I haven't watched you. I did see you tweet about, you know, whoever's doing the videos under, you know, watches WWE pay-per-view. Videos. It just was there anything in particular, any anybody's intro or just is yeah. it all the interstitial stuff? The um last night's video for Pelosi, her hype video made it seem like, oh my God, she's the legend killer, Nancy Pelosi. And then you watch it and you're like, Oh, this is exactly like the Edge Randy Orton match at WrestleMania. This isn't <laughs> good. But that video was amazing. Yeah, I mean the it's all in the hype video. I mean, you could occasionally if you need to get hyped up, you just go on and watch the WrestleMania, the, the Rock Stone Cold videos, set oh, to yeah. Biscuit, and they work still 20 years later. Um, so, yeah, if you can get any of that magic, which, if you know, for the people who have been paying attention to this stuff for as long as we have, you know, the only person who got wrestling right at the conventions was uh, the Hall of Famer in chief uh, who came out like The Undertaker, as many people realized. Um, and... Yeah, so if they can get any of what 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 wrestling is supposed to be, at least get the hype package. You know, the the actual match, the actual speech can be whatever, three stars at best, but uh got to get the hype package. Um last night Kamala Harris spoke uh 
so we should probably mention uh, what we were going to be focusing on. Um, sure. Which is the so, death of uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, rest in peace, Kamala. Um, so you yeah. gotta get it, we gotta get it right. Yeah, I think you switch it. It's the the vice. Oh, Kamala, the, um, Kamala, Kamala. Rest Kamala. in peace to so they, Kamala Harris. Yeah. Uh, died recently. Uh, this is a shoot, brother. Uh, I legitimately thought uh, he was great, and all good wrestling fans knew that he was actually the face in the Hogan uh, storyline, and his loss is in no way uh, shocking. It uh, doesn't make it any less sad. Uh, it was cool to see Chris Jericho was the biggest donator to um, his GoFundMe from a year ago. It was also right. sad that he needed a GoFundMe um, because he was a guy that was on magazine covers and had a very good run in a lot of promotions, but always was underpaid and never really valued for the talent that he was because of the racist tropes of wrestling that unfortunately still exist. Right. And I think we should say so. Uh, Kamala, uh, his character, James Arthur Harris's character, so he was 70 when he passed, um, diabetes and complications due to covid but he often, um, and it, his most popular character was Kamala, the Ugandan giant. He'd come out uh, face paint, uh, paint on his on his body, a loincloth type thing. Uh, he'd have handlers, which were also different racist tropes. It was this is a whole mess. But you can see where this, how this definitely, and I don't think it's even a. I think it predates. It's not a Vince gimmick. It predates that. Mm-hmm. But it was a territory racism, gimmick. I think he did it like yeah. pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. So, but there's actually some, if you want to um, just look online for uh, promos he did as Bad News Harris or Sugar Bear Harris. I mean, so, I mean, he was a, he, you know, he was a good pro wrestling. He was a big guy, good, you know, fun, interesting, like a fun promo. And, but yeah, he, he found the most success with this character um, and then had, like a lot of wrestlers from that era, a really uh, tough life after uh, getting out of the business. Um, I just want to point out that if you do look up on Wikipedia about his death, uh, the last sentence of, uh, of the paragraph is days after his death, uh, Kamala Harris, who shares a similar name, was nominated by the Democratic Party as their vice president of the candidate. So that's Wikipedia. That's that's truth. Um, <laughs> so we're not the only ones making this connection. All wrestling fans made this connection, oh, yeah. unfortunately or fortunately. We uh, um, made yeah. this wrestling connection probably before anybody. Uh, once the field was announced for the debates uh, in right. early 2019. Um Kamala Harris is a uh, a former attorney general, uh, current senator from the great state of California. Um, Yeah. The it's a historic pick. And um, I don't know. I am not happy that the wrestler uh, passed away, but hopefully because uh, Mr. Harris passed away, the racist tropes, that were used in Mr. Harris's career won't be used for the next 90 days against Mrs. Harris. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, that's, un- that's very hopeful. Um, oh, I'm wrong. And, and you're wrong. Yeah, it yeah. won't happen. But I, you know, we obviously they've brought back birtherism, um, which is a, uh, just it's racist. I think I, even papers newspapers of record will just call it the racist birth birtherism theory. It's not even, you know, which gives it all already too much 
Um, By the way, I, that's yeah. why last night in her chat, in her chat, in her speech, she says, "When I was born at this specific hospital in Oakland, California, that was yeah. a that was a pointed um, reference." Without actually having to say that that guy's a racist, so it was pretty. Yeah, good. she did. A, she did from the excerpts I've seen and read about. She did, you know, say there's no vaccine for racism. I mean, she's you know otherwise. It's usually the VP candidate's job to be the attack dog, um, and kind of take, you know, take the hits, both in, hit, take them and give them out. And so, so you're, you're kind of the uh, you're the heater for mm-hmm. the uh, so in wrestling parlance um didn't totally go out as much as even you know president obama did of you know which, which was in this time of no norms the fact that he even said anything bad about trump and said this guy's not fit for office you know i mean maybe four years too late i'm just saying maybe there's oh you think that would have mattered four years ago um there's a lot we've we've talked about what happened four years ago i i can't even really wrap my head around it anymore it's just it's a thing that happened but uh probably not Probably not. Yeah, it would it would have been nice to have a it would have been nice to have him say anything in the last four years in wrestling part. This is his shoot uh, interview that people paid fifty bucks for at a convention. Yeah, that's nice, and they got it for free on TV. Um, so good for good for America. No, I, I'm not going to watch this convention. I won't be watching uh, the Republican sideshow convention. Which I mean, that one is basically like CZW, you know, ECW, like that. The Republic, the RNC this year is for, even for compared to 2016 standards, which was at the ECW arena, you covered it there, uh, or the counter-protests. The counter-protests. So what would usually happen is during the conventions, both parties respect what's going on with the other party. So Mm -hmm. in in every year before this year, uh, during the DNC, the Republicans try not to make any news and and don't live-tweet things, and vice versa. They do have counter-programming. So in Cleveland, at the RNC... Uh, one of the counter-programming things was um, uh, Mayor Bowser and a bunch of other celebrities came to try to advocate for D.C. statehood, right? So that was something that happened there. In Philadelphia, their counter-programming was held at the ECW arena, and Rudy Giuliani gave uh, an insane speech that we covered in the book and we podcasted about, and they had a wrestling, sorry, they had a boxing ring there even though it was the ECW arena and it was well more known as a wrestling venue, whatever. And right. then two years later, when I pointed that fact out, a communications director for the RNC gave me shit on Instagram trying to gaslight me, saying that they knew the difference and they intentionally chose a box ring, which is total and utter bullshit. <laughs> There's no way they got the right ring. Anyways. That happened. Yes. I'm glad you're over it and I'm glad it's not bothering you anymore. Um, but no, the RNC is going to be be the real extreme... And the, the, the uh, equivalent of a, a light tube to the head. So that one, I'm sure you'll also be watching for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godspeed. Um, I, I don't watch CZW and I don't watch the RNC. Um, but yeah, this the speaking of the, the racist tropes that have dogged, um, you know, black people in America for 400 years. Uh, have you been following the storyline in WWE around MVP and his new stable with Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin? No, because I've also been avoiding it for their. Is it retribution? I believe I believe retribution is their Antifa, fake right? Antifa. That no, I've been avoiding it. And I was bad. actually planning to watch tomorrow night because of the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, but, um, 
We could. You can't just say that. So the Thunderdome is the new. Uh, you alluded earlier mm-hmm. the the Amway Center. Like, I I wasn't familiar with the connection to uh, the, Amway is Betsy DeVos's family. That's the DeVos oh, okay. family. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's where they made their money to mm-hmm. break schools and yeah. and and teacher unions. So yeah. the Amway Center is going to be converted. There's pictures of it online now. They're doing a test episode tonight. So there's screen grabs of it. It looks like it looks bad. Uh, yeah, I tweeted it looks like dog shit, which would be, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's accurate, but you know, it's basically just like a zoom with a million people, uh, is the audience and there's just blue lights everywhere. And they're calling a Thunderdome cause the only, mo- the last time that Vince McMahon saw a movie was Mad Max Thunderdome, uh, from 1985 beyond Thunderdome, uh, which is why there were the road warriors. It's why there was smash an axe so yeah that's it's a good 35 year old reference that everyone gets and uh that's what the wwe will look like for the foreseeable future as they cannot have fans um but yes I, the it, when you do check out thunderdome mvp i don't even i've forgotten the name of the the stable i've just kind of seen this happening but he's mvp came back to wrestle mm-hmm. um I mean, his gimmick was basically like I mean, who was big at the time? It was a kind of a, it was a Terrell Owens. It's a, he's a showboat athlete. So that was the, you know, the two thousands, um, maybe a little bit of AI in there, but he's 46. Uh, he actually has an interest that, that wrestling document, that docuseries had a good episode about him. Mm-hmm. He's had an interesting life, but he's back wrestling and managing this group with two other black wrestlers, Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin. There were rumors that the new faction was coming and kept hinting that it might be, some sort of nation of domination thing, which was the attitude error, uh, nation of Islam, black Panther thing that helped launch the rocks career. Um, it is not that, but they're also facing off against Paul Cruz. And it's curious. I'm, I, I would like to see if, if the, his faction gets bigger and they add other black wrestlers, what the, how the black guys who are in suits and, and good athletes, uh, will continue to be the bad guys. So, oh, God. For no, for no reason except for Vince McMahon. Is there any... There's a handful of things in professional wrestling that make me happy. Mm-hmm. One of them is Big E and yes. the supposed... Uh, I don't know which belt, but championship run, upcoming championship run. That's, right. that's making me legitimately excited. So every time I get something like that in my head, I'm like, you know what? I got to go back to it because even if it's like a 20-minute New Day segment, that's worth my time. That's going to make me feel good in a time and then I hear news like Renee Young is leaving. I was like, well now I, what are we doing? What this is stupid well, again. She can go work for a, a good company if she wants to, uh with that where her husband works. And when I first heard the news, I thought your first thought would be, what happened to John Moxley's healthcare? <laughs> Do they have to pay for Cobra now? You know. Uh so for those that don't know, uh her husband John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, is currently the AEW champion, WWE's biggest competitor. And during AEW Dynamite's inaugural night at the Capital One Arena, Chris and I were there covering it. I was covering it for a publication I no longer work for. You were covering it. You were covering it for the Post. I had covered it for the. You post, had yes. covered it for the Post, and for the first time in I don't know how long, there was a press conference after uh, Dynamite featuring um, the only billionaire that I've ever interviewed, uh, Tony Khan. And everyone else asked uh, kayfabe questions, and then I asked, uh, who, "Who's who's uh, who's covering the health insurance for these guys?" 
Uh, Mox went through a glass table, and he explained to me, well, John Moxley is under WWE health insurance because his wife is a full-time WWE employee. Violating HIPAA, probably. Hilarious, because you (laughs) shouldn't tell me how anyone's insured. Also, they're like, and Kenny Omega, he's insured uh, through us because he's part of the administrator, blah, 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 blah. So they're making up office jumps for wrestlers. I I don't know if this came up when that when we went to that. Uh, was that last year? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but it's basically the old uh, the classic Sports Center commercials mm-hmm. where like you know Ken Griffey Jr. is making copies or something. That's basically what the AEW office is just a bunch of guys in tights <laughs> with like Excel sheets <laughs> and doing zooms and shit. Um, yeah, hmm. the uh, other the, the other it interesting angles i haven't been following too closely but they are kind of finally paying off whatever they've been doing with mandy rose and sonia deville mm-hmm. um who are real life friends um they've played off and and teased that they might uh, Ma- mandy rose um she's supposed to look like what's what are the what are the blonde actresses du jour oh uh, uh margot robbie margot robbie and then sonia deville is has a little bit of mma and that's her style and um in real life, she's a lesbian, and they haven't made that. They she'll occasionally have big events. She'll wear kind of pride gear. Mm-hmm. It's not part of her character, except when they almost tease that maybe it was. Um, and they're doing a hair versus hair match, and uh, Sonya Deville hope is not getting too attached to those extensions she has in because that's obviously what's going to happen. But a bit of crazy news um, happened. I don't know if you would you would yeah. follow along, but Sonya Deville had a had an, an internet stalker who went from URL to IRL and uh, showed up at her house at two in the morning with mace and tape and a knife. And thankfully she was able to get out with Mandy was also there. Um, and they got the guy, but it's a, uh, yeah, uh, crazy. It's like not crazy enough to be a, a wrestler during COVID, but you, then you have to deal with the fans wanting to. Which uh, brings to us to this it. week's uh, presidential politics story of the week. That actually sounds more like a wrestling story of the week. Uh, QAnon is real. Apparently. <laughs> Well, or at least to, according to, to a president. WWE Hall of Famer, QAnon is on the right side of history. Yeah, he uh, this week at a press conference, uh, President Trump was asked about QAnon, and he gave them the uh, good people on both sides treatment. Uh, yeah, the QAnon thing, uh, it's, it is actually like a little scarier than, say, something like the Tea Party. Um, How so? Because the Tea Party people were, they still at some point were disrupt, just trying to disrupt politics, right? They wanted, a, they primary. I think what? it's fair to say at this point that the Tea Party people thrive on institutional racism. Yes, they're not good people. They're okay. all bad people. I don't but think they, QAnon thrives on institutional racism. I think QAnon thrives in like chain emails from twenty years ago type of thought. They do, but they've also their my the distinction for me is the Tea Party was still essentially just a it was a white supremacist right supremacist political movement that mm-hmm. worked within the confines of like primaries and elections in the in Congress. Mm-hmm. And QAnon is also doing that. People who are associated with with QAnon or believe it, but QAnon people are also taking those once again taking uh, URL to IRL and then shooting up uh, pizza places in DC or like. Uh, planning presidential assassinations and planning like just crazy real life violence. Um, and so there is like a, it's a, 
maybe it's a small distinction, but the QAnon stuff, because it's also Tea Party was like government is all government is bad because it does good things for black people. QAnon is like all government is bad because lizard people are pedophiles under the core of the earth and stuff. And so you can never win with those people and they have guns. So that's so my the, distinction. So, yeah. the, <laughs> so the Venn diagram of the two, I think just a giant gun in the middle of that. It's just a giant <laughs> gun. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not great. It's a belief in conspiracy theories and racism and guns. Um, but it just, yeah, it just gets worse and worse. So yes. Uh, I mean, there, there will be, I guess one avowed QAnon believer, you know, people are making uh, the one that won a primary mm-hmm. couple, a week ago. I'm not going to bother learning her name. Uh, but then, then Laura Loomer, who's who's like a notorious troll who's been banned from every social media platform, which you know what you have to do to get banned from these places. <laughs> I really don't want to do it. Uh, she actually run. It's I don't think it, it's it's uh, I think the district I grew up in is where she's running. So she's going to lose because it's like a D plus 10. Like it's not. But, you know, who knows? It's a crazy time. Uh, but yes, it's also the district that uh, covers uh, mar lago So, you know, got to have a good QAnon supporter in the president's, uh, you know, other home. Do you think a QAnon shirt will show up in the Thunderdome on a virtual screen uh, during SummerSlam weekend? Uh, how, how much? I'm curious how much they're, like, policing this stuff. They say they are, but you know where the WWE Hall of Famer stands on it and if it's cool yes. with him right i think is there's more of a chance of that like than somebody walking by the ring holding up an undertaker's or sorry a roman reigns is a holocaust denier sign like at wrestlemania yeah that that was a great moment obviously in, in pro wrestling and politics history but uh it i would pivot and say just cuz the 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 wrestling fan and the the people who want to be in the thunderdome virtually are you more likely to see a qanon shirt or a penis I think QAnon. Okay, that's fair. Because I they think might, you could still they, not have your kid taken away from you if you have a QAnon poster T-shirt on, but if yeah, you show you your to, dick you can, you can on WWE programming, they might take your kid away. That's fair. They don't just make anyone a president. <laughs> <laughs> um, Triple H was on Bill Simmons this week, and the it's the only time you'll hear... Uh, questions that I want asked uh, from uh, to, to someone like Triple H. And uh, I got to say, Triple H might be a good running mate for The Rock when The Rock inevitably runs because every single time CM Punk is brought up or why aren't you guys doing politics, he's able to pivot in such a beautiful uh, political way that it makes you really disappointed that Bill Simmons doesn't ask obvious follow-up questions and instantly agrees with the guest. Yeah, but that, you know... Of the the things that's wrong with Bill Simmons, that might be low on the list. But yeah, no, uh, Triple H. The I mean, considering he got to his position where he is, not just from marrying the boss's daughter, but be, be, because he is the best politicker since uh, Hulk Hogan brother. Yeah. Um, you know, a guy who you know in wrestling politics is is protecting your spot on the card and protecting mm-hmm. the belt and protecting your character and making sure that no one gets ahead of you and makes more money. And I mean, this guy became, you know, the heir apparent, uh, of the whole thing. Um, you know, from a storyline where, where he, uh, drugged his future wife. So, I mean, you know, the guy, the guy's pretty savvy and I, I actually, I have interviewed him before and you can, you know, he can do the thing like a wrestler does 
where especially in when they're like kind of breaking kayfabe or you know he's putting on his executive vice president hat so you don't think you're talking you think you're talking to paul levesque and not triple h but you're always talking to triple h is mm-hmm. the thing and uh so he'll give you enough where you're like ah i got something good and then you're like oh yeah that's just that's how i'm getting worked yep um but he has a very good interview he, he will he will kind of you know pull back the curtain open the kimono enough um but at the same time not say anything uh that is not you know, he's the most message tested guy, which is kind of crazy since he's just like a guy who likes motorhead and Nazi memorabilia, you know, but the fact he is the cerebral assassin for a reason. Yes. And then here's the thing that is giving me hope. Uh, I think we should end here. No. (laughs) What do both professional wrestling and presidential politics have in common? It's the desire to own a football franchise or a football (laughs) league. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his ex-wife slash current business partner are the and a few other folks are the owners of the XFL for a very modest fifteen million dollars. Um, after Vince McMahon sunk what like something like two hundred million into it to revive yes. it, yeah, and, quite a bit uh, of quite a bit of WWE's value went into XFL. Yeah, and uh, there weren't going to be pretty much any bidders for the uh, recently defunct f- football league uh, second edition. Not because it wasn't doing well. It actually was doing better than people thought, but because of coronavirus um, mm-hmm. tanking the live event aspect and the games in general. And now um, the guy from Ballers literally owns a football league. And I am convinced if he and his wife are able to pull this off sooner rather than label, maybe April, maybe, this has a real possibility of becoming what the G League is to football, to the NBA. Right. There currently isn't this in the States. And due to two of the big five not participating in in college football this fall, Mm -hmm. that's going to make recruiting incredibly difficult for a lot of these schools. Also, a lot of these guys aren't going to want to go to college if they can't actually go to college. If you can make right. any money essentially as a tryout to play in the NFL, why wouldn't you do this? Also, who in their right mind doesn't want to be associated with the Rock in 2020? Yeah, that's one of that that tweet of like, do you take the the million dollars or the lunch with Jay Z? Yeah, um, the the hustle culture stuff. But there's plenty of people who take the lunch with Jay Z. There's plenty of people who want uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson to be their boss. And I mean. Once again, if, if you know the brand of The Rock is is so strong that he can just make, just once again dog shit just every year, twice a year, and make billions of dollars, um, enough that he could buy a a league. Uh, he was a f- football player. He played at my alma mater, the University of Miami, and then I believe briefly CFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but he his pro career uh, was scuttled, thankfully, because he became the most electrifying man in pro wrestling, and and then launched himself to this career. Uh, yeah, and the fact that he was able to come in and get it for $15 million. I was looking up, and I'm trying to do the uh, the math on, on the inflation. Um, Vince McMahon bought WCW for $2.5 million, mm-hmm. which I feel like is still going to be, you know, a better value. Like, he got a little more bang for his buck than, than Dwayne did. But, um, yeah, two, that's only like three and a half today. So he got you know, his main competition, but, but it does give Dwayne a foothold. Uh, and yeah, I think there's an opportunity, especially with what's happening with college sports, 
you know, hey, if if Dwayne the Rock Johnson could also break the back of the NCAA, that'd be great. Like, Which was that, the premise that, yeah. of the last season of Ballers. Okay, so I don't like unlike Elizabeth Warren, I don't watch Ballers. <laughs> so I wasn't familiar. There's two things that I didn't bring up that I should have. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the host and producer of Spartan Games. Is that right? Titan Sports or something like that? It's not Titan. called Titan Sports. I think it is. That's the that's no. The I know WWE what Titans, I think it's called. Is it Titan Games? Titan Games, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's Titan, Titan Games. It doesn't matter. It's the NBC yeah. show that's like whatever. It's a live competition show that's like part American Gladiators, part American Ninja Warrior, right? Yeah. That was number one in the ratings the entire twelve weeks it ran this this uh, season. Wow. Right. It's a closed set. They're talking about doing XFL as a bubble, all of the NBA or the NHL. Mm-hmm. So you got player safety built in entertainment and a guy that already has the number one show that's exactly like this on television. Who's going to say no to this? Yeah. No, you got a good point. Uh, I think if anyone can make it happen, uh, I really missed an opportunity to do it. If you smell what the rocks cooking, but this I think is the smartest pandemic play in terms of sports and or entertainment that I've seen yet. And in no way am I surprised that it's the rock and this is the one thing that actually makes me think he's seriously considering running for president. If you smell what the XFL is cooking.